0: I love them. I'm oh,
1: delicious. I'm sure, Stephen. I'm guessing you don't like them. I cannot stand
2: mushrooms. <laughs> you can't. No, they're just they're funguses. Oh. Like it's the they're same fungi, It's the funguses. same thing when you have like itch in your toes. It's the same thing, except you're eating it's it. <laughs> A what in your toes? Like an an itch? itch. Yeah, like like toe fungus. Like you know, you can I feel you, like they're different. They're not. That's the thing. Biologically, they're the same thing. So anyway, we won't get into other places where you can itch. Howdy, this is Jason Aldridge, and I'm a big-ass runner from Cheyenne, Wyoming, where the Buffalo roam. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, the King of Clydesdales, Jeff Harrell, and Earl of Equipment, Stephen Craig.
1: Well, thank you, Jason. Stephen, Jason just nailed us, I think, right on the nose.
2: Yeah, King of Clydesdale and Earl of Equipment, I like that.
1: Yes, thank you Jason for doing that intro and Jason is, Stephen if you remember, he's the one who found the podcast (laughs) and binge listened to 55 episodes in two weeks. Jason, we apologize. Anyone that's done that deserves to do the intro.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we actually apologize to his family for having to listen to all of that as well. But he also was very kind. He's our new favorite listener because... He sent us some coffee mugs. And he did, from some, Wyoming. Yeah, and freshly roasted coffee beans.
1: Yes, coffee beans and two coffee mugs. Thank you, Jason, for that. We we divided it up. We fought over it. <laughs> but man, that's very very much appreciated.
2: Clydesdales usually win, let me just tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, welcome to The Big Ass Runner. I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Pritt. Steven, this is
2: episode 57. I cannot believe that. It sounds like it's going to be a saucy one. It's a
1: saucy one. You know, I thought, 57, what about... Something seems familiar about that number. And then I looked at my ketchup bottle Heinz 57 (laughs) like this is the Heinz 57 ketchup episode
2: yeah I think it's gonna have a little bit of everything and if you guys don't know a little fun fact about Heinz 57 it's actually from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania maybe you have seen the, the baseball field or you've actually seen Heinz field but actually there's a misnomer Jeff that most people think that Heinz 57 is about 57 ingredients in their ketchup
1: it's like Dr. Pepper it's like all the all the 57 ingredients that make that delicious ketchup
2: yes but it actually is not it was a, actually a marketing ploy uh, those marketers Ooh, those market- can't trust stand those guys. guys i know exactly but it was actually about that they actually had 57 products back then ranging from kidney beans to mushroom soup to mock turtle soup i don't even know what scotch broth is but if somebody knows what that is to apple butter all kinds of things so it was actually representation of their 57 products isn't mock Turtle soup? Isn't that a sweater? I think so. That's not food. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was a. It was the song on Dumb and Dumber or something like that. So, yeah. But you know, it's such a famous episode that Jimmy Buffett actually mentions Heinz 57 and his hit song from 1978. Jeff, you should know this one. Oh yeah, called Cheeseburger and You Know Paradise in Paradise. Yeah, Stephen. There
1: is a lot of anticipation for this episode. (laughs) For those of you who have no idea what I just said, Heinz57 had a commercial. Uh-huh. Anticipation. It's making me wait. Remember that? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. That's one of their commercials. Oh Wow. Yes, you made me sing, (laughs) Stephen.
2: Well, this is the kind of stuff that you get on the Big Ass Runner podcast. You know, stuff, if you're ever on Jeopardy and that comes across, then you guys will know now.
1: That's right. I do have a question, Stephen. Are you a ketchup guy? You're a very picky eater. You're one of the more picky, uh, maybe not picky,
2: (laughs) selective. You're a very selective eater. Do you like ketchup? I would say I'm bougie. Um, You're very bougie. (laughs) Ketchup is not my go-to. I will have it. If it's around, but I don't go seek it out.
1: Yes. I have a very similar and strong opinion about ketchup. Really? Here you go. You ready for it? Lay it on me. Ketchup is great for very specific purposes. Right. I've seen people use ketchup like you would use, let's say, hot sauce or Tabasco. I put Tabasco or sriracha on pretty much everything. <laughs> I've seen people do the same thing with ketchup. That is a no-go. In fact, Stephen, we have a friend, a mutual friend, who puts ketchup on his eggs.
2: Now, that, that is gross. That I'm is sorry. disgusting. <laughs> like, why? I mean, I get a hot dog, hamburger, maybe, but on your eggs, it's like, why even have eggs? Yeah,
1: exactly. I, I think for me, I only use ketchup for French fries. Yeah. And I have a very specific way to do it. So you get you get the ketchup, <laughs> right? You ready for this? Right. Put it on a plate. Like, throw, you know, if you get the packets, you squeeze a couple packets out or, you know, you put that out of the bottle or however, however you have it. Right. Then you hit it with some Tabasco. Ah. Then you get the pepper out. You throw the pepper in there and you mix it all up. It is amazing. It's kind of like... If you have a Whataburger near you, we're in the South. We have a
2: lot of I was I would say, it sounds a lot.
1: spicy Whataburger ketchup.
2: Right. Fantastic. Okay, so here's the thing I don't understand. When people actually have the French fries, and then they open the packet, and then they swirl the ketchup on top of the French fries— that is no that's just a mess like uh, why? uneven distribution uh, well yeah it's uneven distribution then you're kind of putting your hands in there ferreting around and like oh i grabbed some ketchup then you gotta lick your hand i mean it's just that's just that's just bad form yeah honestly. that's
1: only good if it's nacho cheese you can do that with nacho cheese but not with ketchup
2: yeah one last question for you jeff so technically tomatoes are a fruit so if that's the case is ketchup really just a smoothie that, you
1: know what? That's funny you say that my son Landon <laughs> said, Ketchup Dad is a smoothie. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a fruit that's mixed up with other stuff. It's a smoothie.
2: Yeah, it has sugar in it. So I think it's more it of a have smoothie have a of sugar than it. a sauce. You may be right. But, Stephen, here's what I really want to get at. Right. I'm
1: glad to know your opinion on ketchup. It's kind of what I thought. Yeah. It just, you know, sparingly. Right. In certain circumstances. But what about pre race food?
2: Oh, well, that's a good question. I- I typically do not like to eat a lot of food before I run. So, the night before, what what about the night before? Night before, like, so yeah, I've actually changed because in high school, my cross country team, we would always on Friday night go out and we would go. I lived in St. Louis. We'd always go to the pasta company and we would always go out there together as a team, guys and gals, and we'd carbo load basically. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'd get up really early, get on the bus and go to the races. So, I did that, but it's actually not really the most effective thing to do. So, now I'm actually more of a strategic. I just eat like maybe some peanut butter and like a bagel or something like that, like before, but just a little bit or banana. There's actually a recipe I love from Run Fast, Eat Slow. Oh, yeah. And it's called the Superhero Muffin. I think we posted this a while ago. And the fall time, I'll make those and have one or two of those before a long run. Amazing. It's
1: perfect. What's it called again? Superhero muffin. Well, that's why you eat it, Steven. You're a superhero.
2: Well, I know. Cape not included, but they are amazing. It's just the right amount of carbs and nuts and that kind of stuff. And it has cinnamon in it. It's
1: delicious. Just don't make a movie out of those muffins. Uh, I will uh, fall asleep quickly. (laughs) You know, I've been a for I think most of of my running career, if you can call it that. Yeah. Oh yeah, total career. Been the (laughs) the stereotypical spaghetti before. before? Yeah, before But we did have steak. Remember in, uh, I think it was before Rocky Raccoon, Mm -hmm. and we went out for dinner, and our buddy Tim number one met us. (laughs) I think we all had steak that night, right? Yeah, we did. And we did fine.
2: Yeah. I mean, on a nutritional level, you're not supposed to have red meat in the evenings because it's harder for the proteins to digest. So, Like fish and chickens to be better. But we've done that. And, you know, Jeff, we've actually incidentally done this on the last several road trips we've been on. We've also gone to Dairy Queen. I know. and either, We, get, we gonna, hit the blizzard. We get a, the, Probably the last thing you should do is a whole bunch of ice cream and dairy in your stomach before you run. Uh, maybe that's why we never podium. <laughs> but, probably so. But I think the last three races, we have consumed a blizzard beforehand. And, you know, we we didn't die or anything. That's one of many
1: reasons I haven't podium, Stephen. <laughs> well, I did ask our listeners. I posted it on Instagram story, and I had a lot of people respond. I said, what is your go-to pre-race, night before meal, and I want you to see if you can guess. There was one answer, 17 people actually responded, uh-huh. which is fantastic. That's crazy. One answer got 35% of all the people put. <laughs> really? Do you have any idea of what this one item got the most? Got six out of 17 people
2: said this item. This item. So this is food, right? This not, is food. Not liquid. Not liquid. I'm going to say pizza. You are correct. <laughs> yes. It is the perfect food.
1: Yeah. I think of it as being a little too heavy for me, but yeah. as I thought about it, well, you got a lot of carbs. You got the meat and the vegetables. You know, Again, it is the perfect food. You got that red smoothie stuff you put on there. That's right. The red <laughs> smoothie stuff. Oh, ketchup. I like how you tied that in. Yeah, exactly. Well done. You know what number two was? I'm this with, is more of a vegetable starch, maybe? Banana? Potatoes. Oh yes. yeah! So here's here's what we got. So okay. Sam at Sandal Dollar said calzone. Okay, pizza. that's kind of like pizza, yeah, right? We're
2: gonna call it pizza.
1: Our buddy Denver, Denver, here here you go, pizza again. He likes meat lovers pizza, followed by chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, he's got a little tracer there. He does. Colleen Miracle said pancakes. Now pancakes are fantastic.
2: Yeah, that's before and after the race.
1: Yes, Jason said, and who just did the intro said steak and loaded baked potato. Daring, little combo there daring a little red meat controversial that's right runner oh this is runner.run said pizza okay maddie k he said lots of sweet potatoes with some light chicken Ooh, so if you're a heavy chicken you're out <laughs>
2: you're, yeah if you're kind of a fleshy chicken if you, no no go don't bring those thighs around we're going for something a little bit lighter like the wings <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs> Dig Marketing, and they're out of Scottsdale. They said Little Caesar's Pizza. Okay. It's a value, it's not costly. Right, not right. too expensive. Right. Bunk said Salmon rice, and miso soup. Very specific. I love miso
2: soup, by the way. I love miso miso. Now, salmon, that's a good one. I have to say that's that's a that's a good choice there.
1: Well, the next person, Donna at I Run Cincy, said salmon and sweet potato. That's probably a really good combination. I would imagine the sweet potato gives you some of the carbs and some of the starches that you might need. Right. Except (laughs) they're gross, but other than that. (laughs) Very picky. Jeff Jordan, he's at (laughs) Pinbuster 300, said chicken stroganoff. Charles Chadwell said, Tuna, Mac, and Cheese. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my. I'd be
2: seen at that at the first beacon of light, no problem.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Our buddy Andy said pasta and baked chicken. Okay. Yeah. makes Brian, sense.
2: Brian Krantz said protein
1: pancakes. Ooh. I didn't know but, that was even a
2: thing. No, I didn't. This, though, I'm just picturing some pancakes with some muscle on them. You know, they're just like flexing.
1: Caroline said mashed potatoes. We know a thing or two about yeah. mashed potatoes. They're, uh, come to the Chopper's Aid station at Bandera. We'll give you some mashed potatoes all day long. I'm your huckleberry. Mindy said pizza. <laughs> right. Justin Fry. We're going to hear from Justin here in a little bit as well. Okay. Just a little teaser there Stephen said pasta and gravy because it's not called sauce you heathens <laughs> oh my very aggressive wow so okay. aggressive justin could you share your opinion on that please <laughs> <laughs> and rusty said and rusty's at running caniac said pizza as well okay interesting so lots of pizza lots of pasta you'd expect that right wasn't expecting the tuna mac and cheese no the steak and potatoes we've tried it it
2: worked for us yeah and then the salmon had a respectable showing.
1: It did. had a very good showing. So yeah. well done. Thanks, everybody, for their feedback. Maybe that gives you some ideas to try for your next race. We would love to hear from you. Well, Stephen, before we get started on episode 57, anything else we'd like to say to the, to the listeners out there?
2: Yeah, I'd say, Jeff, if you're new to the Big Ass Runner, we really encourage you to catch up on all 57 episodes
1: oh good advice well with that (laughs) let's get going on episode number 57 the (laughs) Heinz 57 episode of the big ass runner Well, Stephen, since this is the Heinz 57 episode, and there's a lot of anticipation for one of our favorite segments, (laughs) which I think we both love this segment, it's called
2: Why I Run. It's one of the best ones we have, I think.
1: (laughs) I think so too. We thought we couldn't go too far into year number two of the Big Ass Runner without having a Why I Run, and so one of our listeners, Justin Fry submitted one and we love it so we thought we would do justin's why i run Does that sound good i love it all right here is justin's why i run
3: hi everyone justin here from the outer burbs of chicago and a big ass runner sweating through shirts on a weekly basis i wrote an earlier post about why i run inspired by the segment and the show which i shared with the host just recently I was asked to share my story with all of you, and I hope that I can show more people that you are not alone, you are loved, and you are wanted. I began running late 2019, around the time my daughter was born. It was a way to do something for myself, but also a way for me to keep myself in shape. My wife and I were very active people and went to the gym regularly. As anyone knows, when a child comes into the life, that can change pretty quickly, However, with my back, lifting weights was always extremely uncomfortable and caused me more pain than anything. I ran when I was younger, but never could stick with it. Now that I was a new dad and needed some sort of release, running was key. It didn't take long for me to get hooked and find a few co-workers motivated to help me get into the rhythm. Little did I know I would become addicted very quickly. I set my sights on one day. Completing a half marathon. Now, I will skip to the already known fact, as everyone has lived through it, literally, that uh, COVID 19 happened and my weekly rant run group fell apart for obvious reasons. But one of my coworkers kept running with me through Strava. We communicated through that way, through text, through work. Uh, but we really motivated each other by, you know, keep pushing ourselves to be uh, better versions of ourselves. I hit over 300 miles in 2020, which was the most miles I've run in my entire life, or ran in my entire life, up to that point. I was addicted and obviously wanted more. Uh, 2020 was hard on everyone, but it uncovered something that I have been fighting with since I was 12. Everyone experiences anxiety, but there are severe forms that can be debilitating for some people. And luck has it. My family has a history with deep forms of anxiety, and I have been fighting my own demons from an early age. I always found ways around it through positive means and, unfortunately, some other ways I'm not too proud of. However, I kept a lot of that anxiety at bay up until 2020, which essentially broke me. I was beginning to also become someone I was not and fought hard to not come. So a lot of what I had lived for and spoke for and preached was basically extremely hypocritical uh, after I hit the lowest point in 2020. However, uh, thankfully we have a fantastic support group. Uh, My wife, my best friend Frank, shout out to Frank, therapy and running, obviously. That's why we're here. That's why I'm talking about it. But I was still running at the beginning of 2021, but I was so lost in my own head that it was not becoming that mental release I had sought out for already. It took me breaking to find that running was my mental release. I remember listening to one of the Why Run segments, and I'm pretty sure it was Dallas, and I was bawling my eyes out, alone on a trail, sucking in the nature, and just bawling my eyes out. Probably looking like a weirdo, but that's totally okay. Uh, the feeling of just being at peace with yourself on the road and or on the trail for most of us, sucking in the nature, it was. It's a surreal feeling. It's something that you really can't put into words until you feel it. Regardless, if you're trying to avoid snakes or uh, bugs or birds attacking your head because you're invading their privacy. <laughs> which happens often in uh, the trail I run on. I compare it to meditation a lot, which I do daily, but, but more like a run meditation with your eyes open <laughs> because you can get in the zone and those miles melt away as you just focus on being present. My anxiety and depression does, doesn't go away, and I'm managing it with runs, therapy, medication, and this uh, fantastic running community. We are all just finding our own paths, no matter our age, no matter our mileage. Each run makes us better, and being perfectly human is perfectly okay. Thank you, Stephen and Jeff, for putting together a fantastic and informative episode each and every week that I look forward to every Monday. And remember, hope will not be canceled. You are loved, you are wanted, and you are not alone. Thanks for having me on, guys, and I hope I was able to get the word across. I am honored to be uh, on this segment and wish the best to all of our big ass runners out there.
1: Well, Justin, thank you so much for sharing that. I think Steven, we, we we hear that quite often. I think when something happens like COVID, right, it just adds a stress that then kind of highlights or illustrates something that, that maybe is an issue that you weren't aware that was an issue. Right. But when you go through something like that, all of a sudden, like, wow, I'm dealing with something I I wasn't even sure I was dealing with.
2: Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, too, like he was saying, if you already have something that you're working on, it only exasperates that even more. And we all do. So, yeah, Justin, thank you so much. I mean, just the transparency of that. I think there's a lot of people that will be able to relate to that because anxiety comes in different forms and fashions. And we all know people or have, you know, been through those times and What I really liked what he said too, Jeff, is there's not one magic bullet that fixes all of that. But I think two things that stuck out was obviously a community. And that can be like his friend that kept on running with him via Strava. It could be the greater, but yes, running herd or just having people around. I heard a recent podcast and they were talking about social snacking and it's basically a cool little phrase but basically the idea of when you're not feeling great to go to people that you have really good relationships and just spend a little bit of time with them and kind of to bring that awareness back to yourself that you are a part of a family or you part of something like that so i just want to say it was really great justin and thanks for sharing that
1: yeah. A couple of things too, that that stood out to me. I think when you tell your story and, you're, and you have the bravery, what, the courage, the right yeah. her, her courage is a better word yeah. to share your story. You don't know who's listening and who will also resonate with that. And I think you talked about how, when Denver shared his, why I run, how that just resonated with Justin. And I know Justin, you telling your story oh, is right. going to resonate oh. with someone else as well. So appreciate that. And I think the other thing too, and you just, you just kind of touched on this, Stephen. I think for years, therapy or medication or things were seen as weaknesses or, oh, something must be wrong that you have to go do that. No, that's just another way of helping you deal with and get to the root of some issues that we all go through because we're all human. We're all flawed. I think now it's becoming more and more acceptable. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or... I don't know what my daughter the other day posted something that said, Hey, I'm out mailing some stickers and I'm going to therapy. Like (laughs) that's good. It's like, we need to embrace that because like we've talked about going to see someone to help you kind of think through things and process things. It's like, Going to see a running coach is just helping you you know, deal with life. So yeah. I, I love how transparent he was about that.
2: Yeah, it's awesome and much needed. I think you call the right people in for for the right problem, <laughs> you know, basically. So it's not like you go see a baker if you have a sprained ankle. You go see a doctor, you know, and there's different ways to do that. And so I, I agree, Jeff. We all know and have family members that are close that we've walked through things with that. And it's important to us, but I think it's also important for people to realize that running is a part of that and being a part of community is part of that, which is awesome. The hallmark of what we hope this podcast is and does. Absolutely. Well,
1: Justin, thank you for kicking off year two and the very first Why I Run uh, in great fashion today. So, and thanks so much again, too, for sharing your story. And that is Justin Fry's Why I Run. Well, Steven, one of the things we absolutely love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. Who do we have this
2: week? So Jeff, this week we have a local legend. It's Susan Leanne Johnson. Yay! Yeah, Susan's actually here locally in Dallas. And we've, I think we connected over Strava and then we've seen each other at a few races over the last couple of years. And she's a listener. She's just amazing. She's a wife, a mom, a nurse. She's a great trail runner, road runner. Family went to Texas A&M. I know, so she, I think she had one of her sons is a cross country runner there. And then we actually have a connection we both grew up in the back section of missouri running out on the dirt roads out there we found that uh, over social media on instagram and stuff so susan's a local legend and we just wanted to give her a shout out and kudos for just being awesome and getting out there and being a part of the herd way to go susan now
0: I'm
3: there. You need some-
1: Even I'm very excited because not only do we have a new fun segment, but we also have a special guest. We have a
2: new fun guest, it's not really new
1: he's not really new, but he hasn't been here a lot lately. It is the great Scott gracer
2: uh, hey hey, thank you very much.
0: welcome back, Scott. Thank you guys. Good to be back. I've been dying to be here <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he's, he has been'll be more funny as we roll yeah, you'll understand here in a second so. Yeah. You know, a lot of what we try to do with this podcast is entertain and encourage. Right. This is going to be a little bit, probably more on the entertaining side. It may be less encouraging, although it may encourage you not to do certain things. That's
2: true. That is true. It's going to be a little pensive, too. A little who? A little pensive. A little pensive. Pensive. Please define.
1: I came up, yeah, what does pensive mean, Steven? (laughs) Stephen's <laughs> having problems with the microphone. Keep on going.
0: This bit have- <laughs> screen is moving everywhere for those people that cannot see It's this.
2: attacking me.
1: Yes, this is going crazy The spray screen, him. there you go. There you go, Stephen. Yes. Nice job. Well, you know, we talk a lot on the podcast. What we love about trail running mm-hmm. is that there's so many elements. There's the actual running, there's the community, there's right. the music, what we talked to Timmy Tom a lot about, and there's the food. Right. And as I got to thinking about and Scott, this is episode fifty-seven. It's the Heinz fifty-seven the episode. Heinz fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah nice. we're trying to we're trying to catch you up right now, and so
0: <laughs> sorry. That's good. Uh, you know, way to squirt
1: that out. <laughs> that shot right out of me. He's being saucy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Since it's the catch-up episode, we thought right. let's let's talk a little bit about food. And I heard this question the other day, and I thought it was interesting. Okay. If you're on death row. Now, I don't know why you're on death row. We'll have to talk about that a little bit. But oh, I- if you were, you know, you get your final meal. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And if you have your
2: final meal, you kind of get to pick whatever you want because it's your final meal. I-, I think so. I think most states that's the case. Not that I'm a death row expert, but... It sounds like you're pretty familiar <laughs> with, with it, however. <laughs> My parole officer says it's, it's, it's a good thing to be aware of, so... <laughs> so I thought what we'd do is... Talk about
1: what would our final meal be.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
1: Sound good? I Sounds love it. good. And I think too first of all, we gotta decide what each of us were on death row for. <laughs> I think for Scott, so Scott has this
0: gift. <laughs> Oh boy! So
2: oh, so we're assigning each other. Right yeah.
3: there? Okay, yeah. here's
0: what it's I a think. Gift that puts me on death row. <laughs> right. Well, that's a gift. Yeah, wow. would be. <laughs>
2: you would have had.
1: You would have had a really bad lawyer. Let's be honest. <laughs> Scott can get into any
0: house. That is like, true. Like huh?
1: we'll go by. Like there'll be a house for right. sale. Mm-hmm. You know, but maybe it's after hours, so they've locked so it up. <laughs> Scott can find his way in.
0: I disappear. I come back through the front door. I <laughs> <comes> back through <laughs> the front door. I don't know why he- Tell on no it. one how I did
1: it. I don't know why you would be on death row for that, but I feel like that's part
0: of it. That could be. Yes, I could actually be on death row for that.
2: I think he got in the house and there was a dead body. Oh, and he got blamed for He got blamed for it because Scott would never kill anybody no, he wouldn't. intentionally that I know of. <laughs> so That's the story I'd go with. What Scott had broken into the house and then- when the police came to ask him, how did he get in this house? And there's the two dead bodies. You and know, my prints are everywhere. Yeah, right, exactly. That's your DNA, right. It, right. right, is there? And I broke into it. You broke into it. It's not your and home. You guys have run by now. Oh, right, we were, we're right. way out of there. They <laughs> were gone. Right, Just even right. farther away than I was. So still. no witnesses of anything
0: that occurred differently. Right. Bam. Bam. Yeah. There you are. Done. Yeah. I've <laughs> seen it before in Law and Order. It and happens. You, and you had
1: my cousin Vinny as your lawyer. <laughs> oh, so yeah. You're two in, utes. <laughs> you're what in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah. The Utes are gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's why Scott's in. Stephen, why are you, why is Stephen, Scott, what do you think? Why is Stephen on death row? <laughs>
2: Stephen on death row. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's like, how much time do we have on this Golly. podcast? I've got a couple ideas. Well, throw something out. You, you yeah. start. I'll, I'll okay, color So one would be the mountain bikers going their long ran the trail. Mm. I would probably Stick, uh, stick in their spokes and flip them over and then once they're off the bike I'd probably beat them with it that's true yeah wow so yeah not that that's I thought about that the, before. <laughs> the other one is the server that gave me my salad that, that he had left the cilantro in the salad oh. oh the cilantro and you went postal on him I kind of took the spork and you maybe put it someplace yeah and sorry to all you postal
1: workers we love you oh yeah, it's sorry. just a saying yeah it's
2: a phrase yes <laughs> we love our USPS
1: people and Ouch. apparently I'm on death row because one of the postal workers got offended by what I just said, and I had to defend myself.
0: I don't and know. I see you in a kitchen issue, is what I see. Probably
1: so. Hangry? Hangry. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, so deliver, didn't deliver my eggs in time. Your
0: eggs were not delivered on time, and that is it.
1: I went back to the kitchen, mm-hmm.
0: and I grabbed
1: a sharp object. A meat cleaver. <laughs> and I clomped around until I found someone and took it out on them. Right. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we've assigned that, (laughs) we're on death row. We get to our final meal. We're all in the poke now, so we know what (laughs) that's that's about.
2: (laughs) That's right.
1: Let's talk about what we would pick. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go appetizer, salad or soup. Okay. Okay. Entree with two sides. Wow. Wow. Dessert, and then whatever beverage. Oh. Sound good? Yeah. Whoa. I don't. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. So let's start with appetizer. Scott, since you're the guest on on this this segment, let's go with appetizer. What would you do for appetizer? That's
0: one of the easiest ones for me. The appetizer for me would be the wedge.
1: Ooh, the wedge salad. The wedge salad. You can use that as your salad or soup. So you get you can have cuz we're going to do appetizer then salad or soup. So you
2: can actually go with something else. Do, do people know what that I mean is that just a the, Texas thing cuz I think the wedge people, salad, the yeah. iceberg
0: lettuce yeah. cut yeah. into a wedge mm-hmm. with the blue cheese crumble mm. on top, mm. the warm mm. bacon, mm. Yeah, the drizzle of the blue cheese uh, dressing going yep. down it. Yep. Yeah.
1: And it's got to be cold.
0: Ice cold. Yeah. Icebergs Iceberg heavy on the ice. Lettuce. Yeah. Yes. I
1: have had one before when it wasn't cold. I'm like,
0: what do you got? No. Amateur hour. The only thing needs to be warm is just the bacon, just a little bit yeah. warm on top. Or when they, right. when they
2: put it on a warm plate, but it's cold, send it back. No. Yeah. It, it should exactly. be a cold plate. Exactly. cold plate. Cold plate. Yeah. Yeah. And then they come around with a pepper grinder. Yeah, they run the
0: pepper grinder all um, over it until argument. you say I'm- stop. Right, so it can keep going. Boys can keep it. See, yeah, see, I'm turning. Yeah, those of you can't see me. I'm turning up. their
2: their biceps are just ripped because that's all they do with this fourteen <laughs> foot it's, long. It is it's yeah, like a
0: four foot long weapon.
2: Is that a is that a baton or is that a beat yeah. stick or what is that? So we know what your salad or soup's going to be. What would salad your
0: appetizer, soup appetizer be? Appetizer. This would
1: be before the salad comes out.
0: Golly, that would be a little difficult for me. Um.
1: Delivered by a, a real friendly prison
0: guard. <laughs> stuffed, <laughs> stuffed shrimp tails, I think, would Ooh. be a great appetizer.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. No way. Yeah, I
0: that's really awesome. think that, that's a good one. Stuffed shrimp tails. Stuffed with crab? Crab meat, fried Ooh. on the outside, oh. nice and warm on the inside. You just took it up a notch with the fry. <laughs> the on tail, the outside. just leaving the stuffed dairy kind of round at the bottom sitting on the plate. Yep. It's wow. Called, it's called a rattler. Oh, so yeah. That is what it's called in certain restaurants here in the People
2: area. listening right now are getting hungry. <laughs> if you're running listening to this, <laughs> we you might as well just stop. <laughs> yeah, Even the
0: prison guards would, I think. Oh, yeah. They, they'd applaud them. that. They'd be that. like, dude, Rattler? Uh, right. Good, good call. call. Good
1: call. Right. Good call.
2: Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Stephen, what about you? Appetizer. Um, I was thinking... A classy shrimp cocktail. I'm Ooh. talking like <laughs> what's cla- what is classic and non-classy? Yeah, what's a non-classy? I'm thinking in like in a crystal kind of. <laughs> like chalice <bougie. laughs> chalice
0: <laughs> with, <laughs> with bougie <laughs> shrimp tail
2: yes exactly that's exactly what, with the cocktail sauce in the middle hanging uh, over the edges hanging over the edges oh, yeah no, not so class. yeah not the little you know the, the little small little things i'm talking like full the out jumbo shrimp yeah yeah the jumbo shrimp it's An oxymoron isn't it yeah it is an oxymoron the big prawn type of looking mm, ones prawn In a, a bed of ice so, but I, it needs to be in a in like a waterford crystal Type of <laughs> glass, man. I don't know where you're in prison, but
0: I don't think they have water for me. Christmas.
2: Me and Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Good point.
0: Good point.
1: <laughs> Your cellmates, Martha Stewart. Yes, I yes. I They ate well in
0: that prison. Right. They probably
1: did. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm going with that one. I'm going non-classy, Stephen. Okay. okay. So here's what I here's what I considered. <laughs> big Papa pickle. Well, not a big Papa, <laughs> but I did consider just. Some good chips and queso. Oh, yeah, that's good. I love queso. You know what? I considered a good spinach artichoke dip. Mm -hmm. I thought about wings. Yeah, I thought about fried calamari, which was one of my favorites. That's a good one. Yeah, but I just landed. This is my last meal, so nutrition you know it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah i went with nachos just a good plate of nachos it's true because you get the cheese and you know the guacamole and the just whatever you want jalapenos jalapenos good chips Yeah, some
2: onion yeah i went with nachos
1: that's a good call good yeah. call yeah i like that all, all right. right we're at oh. salad we know scott's wedge. with the wedge i got mine yeah steven what do you think first
2: either you can go soup or you can go salad since I already had something cold, I'm gonna stay on the seafood theme, and I want a really nice warm lobster bisque, Ooh. but with a little tiny spoon. And again, I want some china. <laughs> Good night, <laughs> man. I know you're so high dollar. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. So, and I don't want wow. the stuff out of the can or the kind you can get at the grocery store. I want the really nice bisque that's been simmering for a while. And I want the chunks of lobster, not the, like, little shreds. That's I agree. Pass on that. Yeah. Either you're going to have lobster in it or no you don't. Right, exactly. I don't want the lobster parts. I want lobster chunks in there. So I'm going to get that in a nice china bowl with a little smaller spoon. So, so once I give them back my crystal, then I'm going to keep on the seafood theme. But I want something warm now.
1: That's a good choice. And by the way, I printed mine out. Uh-huh. I'm not cheating here. I'm going to read you mine. Okay. So these are what I considered. Okay. Number one, ice cold wedge salad.
2: Oh, what? Good. There we, you go. Yeah, we did not talk about this at all.
1: No, we did not. Number two, these were things I considered. Lobster bisque. Get out of town. Seriously. This is when I go a little bit. Do we just
2: become best friends? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also consider it a good broccoli cheese soup. Again, yeah. you know, it's not as high dollar, but it right. just tastes good. Yeah. But you know what I landed on? I did a little creative freedom here. You may not consider this a salad. Or a soup, but the eye tower. Oh, good. Uh, God. The eye tower. I use that as a as kind of a pre-sushi thing. Uh, right? uh-huh. I would get the eye tower.
2: Yeah, last time you and I had sushi down the street, you, we you had, had one. Yeah. It was amazing, it wasn't was, it? Yes. That mm. place over by your house, Scott. Very that's, good. Oh, they mix goodness. it all up for you too okay. after yes. they display it. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. I think I cheated a little bit, but I'm going to go with it. Yeah. I think not. That's our
1: show. We can do that where we want. It's and your, you're on your death, death row. row. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's right. <laughs> How can we tell you anything that's else? true. Well, they're going to kill you. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That brings us to the main course. Okay. So now you get two sides as well. So now you need to tell us
1: your main course. Yeah. You know, okay. So that, so that you don't think okay. I'm cheating. Right. Okay. Well, here's what I consider <laughs> Sushi. Okay. I love sushi. Yeah. Pizza. It's the perfect meal. I
2: mean, come <laughs> on. Because you're, you're going to need it on the go. So because <laughs> right. you can still eat it as you're going down the hall with, with Lenny and <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, that's what I considered,
1: you know, just a good tender chicken fried steak with a lot of gravy on it. Oh, I yeah. never get that because it's so bad for you, but yeah. <clears> oh, man, <throat> a good chicken fried steak. I love lasagna. I love Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised what I landed on. Really? I surprised myself. Just a good old greasy cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: just a just a good old I mean it's my last meal.
2: You're going out in style then. You're just like I'm going throw ge- out all He's using
0: every culture.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah right? That's true.
1: Yeah. I went yeah, I went nachos and I went, yeah, yeah. so just a good old Cultural cheeseburger. Food. It's a small world after all. <laughs> <Gosh>.
2: <laughs> <It
1: is. laughs> Do we do my size or do not wait on the sides? No, go for the sides. Okay. Yeah,
2: we want to – what what company? I mean, obviously you're going to have ketchup with those fries.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe I'm not going to have fries. Uh, oh, I'm it's not. true. Ooh, maybe it not. Guessing. Well, I thought about mac and cheese. Just a good mac and cheese is delicious. Fry, I didn't think about fries. I love barbecue beans. Mm-hmm. Really? But you know what? I landed on the two sides a loaded baked potato. And I'm talking loaded with the bacon and the cheese sour cream. and the sour cream and about nine pounds of butter, butter. from France mm-hmm. and France. chives and, and your like, crystal ball. Like you can't really see that, any potatoes. That's my potato. I'm sorry, yeah. it's your <laughs> you know the other thing where you, you can barely tell it's a potato. Yeah. Right. It's a loaded baked potato. And this also surprised me. I landed on onion rings. I love a good onion ring. I agree. Wow! So there you go. There's my two sides, with my, and it goes with the cheese. It goes burger. with your burger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that sounds delicious,
2: actually. That sounds yeah. great.
1: Yeah, I like that. We're going reverse order. So, Stephen, what about you? Main oh. main order
0: <clears throat> main main course. Well, I know to, what it starts uh, with. <laughs> yeah, a big so, sort of a <laughs> nice
2: crystal china china. china. Plate I'm, I'm going plate. back to the china. So yeah. I've I've given those two things back to the guards, and I'm I'm given the hand motion like bring it on now. And I I'm can, picturing I this on a cart too. Yeah, with you know cloth cloth exactly. So I'm going to go with a a nice prime rib. Um, I want one that's been aged for a while and has like the rub on it and that kind of stuff. So the other two sides would be broccolini. I'm a big fan of broccolini. Really? That surprises me. Yeah. Well, I like broccolini. I hate asparagus. So some broccolini on the side. And then I want some Scott's like good night. What I, I also would yourself. <laughs> what I'd also like is some mashed potatoes, but I, I like the kinds with the chunk in it with the still of the skin, you know, some okay. garlic, you know, maybe a little bit of dill on top with some butter. Yeah, I'm gonna need all that and a and a cloth napkin. Oh, so oh yeah. Yeah. You cloth know, napkin. I'm
1: gonna blow your mind. Right. I don't like prime rib. You don't is, I like almost everything. Like I am not picky <laughs> eater. Too much blood. Too much fat and chewy. Oh. Right. I just can't get past all the fat on it. I don't know. It's just me. Most people like it. Yeah. For well, some reason. I, maybe I haven't had a good one. You know, you get it at my wedding and sometimes- I was say, you
2: can have some good ones, you yeah. can have some bad ones. I probably just haven't had a really good one. We yeah. need to go to Heart 8 Barbecue and give you their prime rib. Okay. Delicious. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Really? Yeah. You have mm. to order ahead of time. and then as That's you're waiting, a ribeye. That's not
0: a prime rib.
2: That's you're right, it is. It's a, <laughs> yes. Don't- don't talk steak to, to Scott. He knows his stuff. That's a ribeye, buddy. So if you stick your head no, I'm just
0: prime rib is the one that's real yeah, yeah. red and it has Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the got that real thick all in the yeah. Yeah, of it and, and it's just, marble yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's prime rib. You're, you're sticking with prime Are you rib. stick with prime rib. Oh yeah. No, okay. I'm totally in. Okay.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking I was getting confused. Never mind. Yeah. Revine. Okay, Scott. That's awesome.
0: Broccolini. <laughs> Broccolini. How do you how do you go past I that? I cannot. Yeah. That's amazing. For me guys, it would be the cowboy Bone-in ribeye. Oh, yes. Bone-in for sure. Cowboy cut bone-in ribeye.
1: And what is cowboy cut? For those of us who don't know our steaks that (laughs) well. (laughs) It's
0: just the big big piece of bone still on it. It's got the medallion sitting in there surrounded by that bone. Hmm. And uh, it is just it's got the the marble or the marble in it, which is all the fat content and it. if it's done well and aged well, it is just beautiful.
2: Right. It's fantastic. Can I ask Absolutely you, beautiful. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Since it's in prison, do you think they'd give you the bone or would they be concerned about you shanking somebody? Shank. Yeah, I knew that was coming out. <laughs> I'm just saying I, th- I think they probably wouldn't really care honestly if they're watching you. So. I don't I don't think they'd care. Right. Yeah. Seeing that you really didn't murder somebody but it just appeared that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. okay. All right, just want to yeah, make sure.
1: Yeah, and I forgot to say this at the beginning. One of the reasons <laughs> that we wanted to have Scott on this segment is he is a excellent cook and he like when we go on road trips, he's up early making us breakfast. He can cook anything. He knows his stuff as you just heard. Right. So that's why we definitely wanted him part of this.
2: And I have to say one thing, too. When we went on our camping trip, he (laughs) brought all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, he's like a chef magician. It's like. We look over and he's cooked this meal. I'm like, I don't even know where it came from, but it was, we, it was in your backpack. <laughs> yes, exactly. We did have fresh eggs. Yeah, fresh eggs, yeah. bacon, bacon. We had all kinds Amber. of stuff. It was
1: incredible. And he <laughs> throws stuff in the water to keep it frozen. I mean, just like all these creative things to do. It was amazing. Outdoor chefs.
2: So, what? What about your sides? Okay, so
0: the yeah. sides. Yes, sautéed <laughs> mushrooms. Mm. In a red wine sauce. Ooh, oh, okay. that's Delicious yeah. red wine sauce. See, you're coming to my bougie side of the Am table. I? Yeah, okay, I feel like wine. I feel like you are. Yeah, red wine sauce. Okay. Yep. And then the trouble is, I love good asparagus. Oh, okay. Wrapped in bacon. Ah, oh. you know, see the wrapped in bacon part. That's uh, key. So you take the nice young stalks of asparagus, mm-hmm. put about five or six together, wrap them in bacon, put them on the grill for a little bit. Mm. Really, really good. All right. Really All good. Right. good. So that'd be my two sides with my bone in. Cowboy cut. I love mushrooms. I love them. Oh,
1: <laughs> delicious. I'm sure Stephen. I'm guessing you don't like them. I cannot stand mushrooms. You can't. <laughs>
2: no, they're just they're funguses. Oh. Like it's the they're same fungi. It's the funguses. same thing when you have like itch in your toes. It's the same thing except you're eating it's- it. <laughs> A what in your toes? Like an, an itch. itch. Yeah, like like toe fungus. Like, you know, you can feel it, you, like they're different. They're not. That's the thing. Biologically, they're the same thing. So anyway, we won't get into other places where you can itch. But yes, I mean, once you're a fungus, you're a fungus. And there's, that is once there's a fungus among us, then it is it is it's no good. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. Well, We're going to change the subject quickly to dessert because
1: I love dessert. Yeah, I know mm. Scott loves dessert. Stephen, you're a fan as well. I, I'm i I'm a dessert fan. Sucker. Yeah. Yes, we're going back to you, Scott, because oh. I kind of have an idea of what you might choose because I know you pretty well. But l- what would you choose? For well, wait a
0: second. What do you think of <laughs> would choose? This is a good, yeah. This is we are question. we are
1: both ice cream guys. Love we a good ice cream. Love ice cream. We will eat ice cream till the cows come home. Right. So that could have been in the realm. That's kind of what I'm thinking.
0: Okay, that's a good call. I absolutely love ice cream. Every time I pass a Brahms, I'm there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we talked earlier about how we go on these race trips and we mm-hmm. hit the Dairy Queen Dairy Blizzard Queen. Yep, several Blizzard.
0: times. Yeah. 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 Most of it's because of that. That's why we <laughs> that's why we travel to eat. Honestly though, Jeff, I do love ice cream, but with this kind of a meal that I just had, I would have to go with a really good cheesecake oh oh that's a surprise yeah i have surprising. to go with a really good cheesecake i thought
1: you were going to go cream brulee is what i thought you were going to no, go. no i'm not a big cream brulee fan okay. honestly no i'm going don't. cheesecake yeah i would
0: go the cheesecake yep uh i'd probably have a little fudge on top of it mm-hmm. none of that strawberry stuff none of that fruit on top of my <laughs> dessert <laughs> um yep and then i would probably just have a really good dark cup of, of uh, coffee next to it
1: oh that sounds good. Yeah. I'd have that so, with... so that's your drink, because because you get oh, well,
2: a drink. no, I would like another drink. That's okay, part yeah, of my we'll just that's okay, part yeah, of the okay. dessert. Yeah. Uh, that's because that's part of the dessert, bro. right? That's yeah. true. You get uh, whatever the right. heck you want. Yeah, right, I'd,
0: I'd want a little bit of coffee with it. You got to have a really good dark coffee. With that's cheese true.
2: Cake. Yeah mr print what about you i'm gonna end the bougie festival and go just with a with a blizzard I'm, i just want it in a paper <laughs> what kind <laughs> a reese's peanut butter cup that's reese's, a good one yeah great one i not go wrong uh, with it find me the largest one they have i i want the longer spoon with the oh, little yeah. swirly oh, on yeah. top yeah so uh, no coffee needed i'm just gonna i want it in the paper thing just as it as it comes so mm.
1: yeah that's a good one yeah it has ice cream, which I'm a fan of. Can't go And wrong. candy. Right. I mean, good night. It's like two desserts in one. Yeah. Here's the things I consider. I, did creme, I love cream brulee, so I considered that. I didn't land on it. We talked about this the other day, Scott, a good root beer float. Oh, underrated.
0: Very underrated. Very underrated.
1: <laughs> I love bread pudding. It's got to have no raisins in it, though, when you put raisins
0: Again, in. fruit.
2: Right, don't put that in there. Is that, is that possible? Why put? Oh bread? yeah, they
1: put a lot of people put raisins. No, I'm in. saying
2: is it? And it's possible to have bread pudding without raisins? Yeah, yeah. No, the best places have wa- it that don't way. Don't they? Have walnuts and bread pudding. Yeah, sometimes yeah, walnuts too, and raisins. Oh, cool. where, what part of the south did you guys grow up in?
1: The best part. But, <laughs> and I like a good coffee cake.
0: Uh, oh, good yeah. cinnamon with cinnamon, the cinnamon crunchies yeah. on it. Yeah, that's your snickerdoodle.
2: And I almost, almost went with donuts. I was going to say that I thought yours was going to be powdered donuts.
1: Well, here's what I went with. Here's where I landed on a gooey cinnabon, you know, like the the un- undercooked a little bit, gooey cinnamon roll, right, with vanilla ice cream on top. That's what I landed on. Wow, delicious! Wow, That's That's fantastic!
2: That yeah, it's fantastic. You, I like the I like your strategy. It's like you're already going to be dead in a few hours, yeah. so just just pile it on. Yeah, like you might have a cardiac arrest before you get there, but you, you may can. feel so bad. You're like, put me out of my misery. <laughs> yeah. He's in a sugar coma. He'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that
1: leads us to our drink. So what drink would you have with this amazing meal you just created for yourself?
2: Is this during the meal or after or like where? It could be either one. If you're like, hey, I just want to
1: pound some water, but I want
2: to enjoy this at the end. Right. Whatever you want to do. Okay. For me, I think I would just like to have some coffee. I think that's the thing that I would probably want. Just after everything's done, finish the blizzard. Get the china out of the jail cell. Yeah, just some coffee. I think that'd be, that's about it. Yeah, just some coffee. Anything in your coffee? Just. I'm a good fan of the uh, Starbucks Misto. Uh, oh, the Misto. Oh, yes. It's not a soup, but it's kind of like the a the cafe. Misto soup? Yeah, it's a cafe au lait, cafe Misto, same thing. Just that with maybe a little bit of vanilla. And it can, I'll take it in a regular mug. I don't need it in something fancy, so I'll just take it in a regular mug. Just yeah. a regular mug. Just a regular mug, yeah. Like the kind you get from a Dirty Spoon diner, like the heavy ones. That'd be kind oh, of okay. nice. Yeah.
0: With the handle that's too small, yeah, exactly. You can't put your finger your in. Little T Rex, you yeah. got to
2: put your little two yeah. two fingers in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all know that cup, right?
0: What about you, Scott? Uh, I'd have to go with a really good Scotch. I think, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. McCallum, maybe eighteen Cherry Oak cast. Ooh, he's don't out yeah. things I don't even know if they mean. I don't, that, yeah. yeah, maybe twenty one means how long it's been aged in the in the. Oh, uh, that, that was the age you yeah, had to be years, to drink Twenty one years. <laughs>
2: You said cherry something? Cherry oak, yeah. Is that like they oak. put a little
0: No, that's where it's that's where it's actually <laughs> the barrel? aging in the barrel. I'm thinking a like a Shirley oak. Temple where a it's got this little <laughs> With a toothpick. Maraschino cherry. Okay.
2: You went bougie <laughs> to non-bougie real fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you can tell I don't know my <laughs> or my steak. <laughs> so true. I'm
1: gonna go ice cold craft beer. But it has to be a non-IPA. It could be pretty much anything, just ice-cold craft out of a tap. It cannot be out of a can. I don't know what kind of tap that the prison <laughs> has, but I want it, and it has to be non-IPA.
2: Okay. There you, you go. That would fit perfectly, because you could drink that during your meal. You Except, like the glass yes. iced, too. Oh, yeah. yeah ice right? glass. Frozen glass. Yeah. yeah. Frothy.
0: forms the ice around it when yes. it pours.
2: Almost to where, yeah, you're
1: getting the ice in it. Mm-hmm. They're really cold. Oh, mm-hmm. With uh, that burger. Mm. oh hello
2: yeah you could have a couple of those yeah i don't
0: think you'd stop at one i was gonna gonna say yeah
2: with the with those nachos that's gonna be like kicking off the whole party right there that's true that's true well these are
1: really good we didn't want to have just the big ass runners talk about what they would have we have more friends on death row we have another friend on death row one of our listeners eileen sent us a little recording on what she would have for her final meal so let's hear from eileen
4: Oi! I love that from Bridget Jones Diary and I've actually used in a presentation. Went over pretty well. Hey, this is Try Me On aka Eileen Dover and when Big Ass Runner asked me to share my death row meal, I was pretty excited and flattered. Started immediately meal planning, uh, the components of this meal. And as type eight people do. And then I started to have some questions about why I was on death row. Like, what did I do to get here? We know the person deserved it, but why didn't I have better attorneys? And why wasn't I granted clemency? Questions that will continue to haunt me, but probably should just move to the meal. When I think about food, I think about food in three like buckets, fuel, comfort, and indulgence. And because I won't be needing fuel the, the next day. <laughs> I just am going to focus on comfort and indulgence. And growing up with a Southern family, comfort was pretty easy. It was a crime in our family not to use real butter or heavy cream, something I still t- stick to today. And there was always food around and food. You know, my grandmother solved everything with food and had a bad day, food, had a good day, food. We were together, food. We weren't together, food. So the things I would love at my last meal are family staples. Cheese grits would be one of those. And I see that you're snarling your face out there, which just means that you haven't had a properly cooked grit. Cheese grits are actually more of a souffle. Grits, whole milk, a stick of butter, a pound of cheese, some garlic salt, throw in a buttered baking dish with three slightly beaten eggs you know, for protein and health, bake them, and then they come out and then there's airy, delightful, heavenly, cheesy goodness in your mouth. And there's nothing like a cheese grits to me. Its counterpart is brisket, always having brisket. Even at Thanksgiving, it was turkey and brisket. So I would love two slices of smoky, juicy, tender, melt in your mouth, moist. Can we say moist here? I'm not sure. Brisket and fried okra. And again, if you're twisting your face up, it just means you haven't had okra cooked properly. Fried, light, crispy, deliciousness. And the other piece of my comfort food, which you may be like, that doesn't really fit there, but it is something comforting to me is crispy bacon. Crispy bacon bacon that when you look at it, it breaks in half. It's the only way to eat bacon, the only way to cook bacon. I'll go to the mattresses with you on this. If you think otherwise, you're just wrong. So that would be the comfort side of this last meal. The second part of it would be the indulgence. And I think when people think about indulgence, they think about like creme brulee or 10-layer cake or pot de creme or flourless chocolate cake or meringue, which I do freaking love meringue, or maybe some croissant or macaron. And while these are things I eat on a, like, I'll eat them. I'm going to say on a regular basis. I will eat them, you know, a bite or three. I don't do the one thing that I really, really love to do very, very often. And that's candy. Oh my God. I love candy so much. Candy, like you can't A, be mad when you're talking about candy or thinking about candy. It's just like cat candy is one of those magical words that transport us to a place in our childhood where we can think about eating a Chico stick at the pool or a fun dip at a summer baseball game or practicing proposals from our dream men with ring pops. I'm still waiting for Leaf Garrett to call. Maybe we didn't practice it right Or taking my paper route money and walking to Save in Time, which was our convenience store, and buying a box of candy cigarettes and smoking them and eating them on the way home like the cool kids did. So I would totally pick candy, which is something I don't eat because it's really sugary poison. There's no nutritional value there. I eat it. It tastes amazing going in, super sick later on, probably into the next day. But then, you know, now your body wants it. So now you're in a vicious cycle of um, sugar. So I just don't do it. Um, but in this scenario, who cares? I'm going to be dead. This is my last meal. So I'm going for it. And we're talking like full on Willy Wonka, candiopolis candy situation here. So with that, I mean like bottle caps. I mean... Pink Starburst. Only the pink ones. Lemonheads. heads The giant chewy sweet tarts. Sour Patch Kids, which I literally just lick all the sugary tartness off and then throw the rest away. Nerds. Only the pink lemonade. Nerds. I will throw some grape in once in a while just to mix it up, but just nerds. Super Bubble. Technically not candy, but effectively candy because you chew it for about, you know, a minute and it's sugary goodness is gone. I would like both the bubblegum pink and the sour apple. Same thing with the bazooka, but at least I can, you know, read a cartoon while I get to chew the sugary goodness away. Spree, shockers. You can see there's a theme here. I love tardy goodness, pixie sticks. And then my most ultimate favorite, trolley sour gummy worms. There's just something magical about them. I love them. I, I can't eat one. I usually just polish off the whole bag if I have them. And I've tried the octopus, but there just seems something like weird about eating the legs off one at a time and the head. It's like a little like dark. And there's something about eating the worm that just feels right. Maybe it's like related to like a tequila situation. Not really sure, but it's the sour gummy worms and they have to be the trolley ones. Some people think the black forest ones, but that's like, that's just uneducated. So I also eat these sour gummy worms in a very specific way, much like other people eat Oreos. So I like to just be around people who know me when I do that. And I feel like in this scenario, the guards and I are pretty close. Like we've swapped stories. We've probably played 52 pickup and probably like red and black Most likely without the alcohol because we're in prison, but who knows? I've had some sing-alongs, so I would feel confident in eating the trolley sour gummy worms in front of them. It's really like the perfect thing, right? Because I'm going to be so sick that I'm going to want to die, which works out, because I will, unless I get a stay.
1: Well, Stephen and Scott, I clearly picked the right person to do that. (laughs) That was well
2: thought out. Eileen, that was amazing. Like, that is so (laughs) well thought out. Incredible. I don't even know what to say. That was amazing. I'm picturing the guard Eileen
1: sing along (laughs) with all the sugar (laughs) and how much energy is going on.
2: Yeah. I'm picturing like they're walking her. She's in chains, like doing the shuffle, and just like gummy bears are falling out of her mouth as she's walking down the thing. And her nickname's Wonka or something like that. (laughs) Like, that's her chewing her gum. That's her street name (laughs) in prison. Well, well
1: done, Eileen. Thank you for that. Got a lot of good laughs and chuckles from that. And hopefully, as you've been listening, you've been thinking about what your final meal would be on death row. We'd love to hear <laughs> from you. What would you have for your final meal? Hopefully, it never comes to that, but you never know. You never know. It's never too late to actually be prepared. So <laughs> It's true. Be prepared. Be, prepared. be prepared. Well, Scott, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having you. And I, I noticed you did not pick a big papa as your part of your final
0: meal nope that was my first (laughs) death number one that's when i almost that'd be a little blessing you left the (laughs) guard. would that not be the worst that's your last meal a papa pickle
1: well with that that is going to conclude our segment death row final meal Well, Stephen, with much anticipation, the Heinz 57 ketchup episode has come to a close.
2: Yep, a little something for everybody. We sure hope that you enjoyed that. We'd like to know what your last meal would be. And we just want to say thank you so much for Justin for sharing out his Y run and also for Jason for doing the introduction and the amazing coffee and coffee mug.
1: Oh, that's true. So, so good. And thanks, Scott, too, for joining us for that fun last little episode it got me hungry Stephen.
2: i know I'm, I'm thinking about what kind of dessert i want to do too
1: and also Stephen, a big thanks to eileen for that amazing segment <laughs> it felt like a journey that we went on with her
2: yeah the all the word pictures and in, in my head that we're going through i mean i i think that could be like a short film honestly that's true and
1: hopefully leaf garrett at some point will say yes yeah. we'll ask you i don't know yeah. maybe maybe F- fingers crossed <laughs> Well, Stephen, there is breaking news. What? Yes, I just heard. Okay, this is exciting.
2: We have, we actually can break some news on this. We show? are breaking
1: some news. We just heard from our friend Sarah Vandernewt. Yeah. From Vander Jacket, which everyone knows we love. They are the best, the most creative, most amazing jackets. On the planet.
2: Yeah, all kidding aside, you should really get one. We're not just saying because she's part of the sponsorship and that kind of stuff. But I wear mine when I go work out in the fall. It is absolutely the perfect weight. You can use it for running. Anyway, we won't get into all of that. But we have some breaking news from Sarah.
1: Yeah, Sarah just launched her brand new Denver line on her website, vanderjacket.com. Fresh off the press, I'd say go get one before they sell out. Fall running is approaching, so grab your Vander
2: Jacket. These are awesome. Yeah, they are awesome. I'm actually gonna go there right now and look at them. But that is great news to hear.
1: So VanderJacket.com. We we love our. I think we have. You have three Vander Jackets, Uh— yeah. I have one plus a best. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Yeah. I'll probably buy a Denver line as well. Yeah. No, you you can't have too many. That's for sure. That's true. Well, that's our breaking news. So Steven, anything else we want to, talk about before we close this episode
2: no we just want to thank all of our listeners and if you really like the episode we'd encourage you to do a couple things find us on social media you can also join us on strava if you like the show and you follow us on instagram we encourage you just to maybe forward or send one of the uh the instagram post to a friend let them know about the podcast anything you can do to help get the word out we greatly appreciate it and last but not least, Jeff, we want to give a special thanks to our audio engineer, the one that does all the hard work that makes Very us hard work. look good and sound good. Steve, he always has the secret sauce. Saunders is out there cooking it up, making it happen. He's got 57 ways to make us look good, and we just want to say thank you for that. He needs all of them. We appreciate that. Yeah, he might need a 58th on this episode. So anyway, thank you, guys. We hope you have a great week. Until then, get out there, enjoy those trails. And
1: keep running your asses off. Sounds a lot the spicy Whataburger ketchup Right Fantastic Wait
2: <laughs> Fantastic So yeah So when he, So See I am a problem With my spit screen You're you're, you're wrestling With your core Like we're a ha- python <laughs> it's, it's like, like attacking at you, at you Or
1: something <laughs> Yeah we're having issues here That's um, okay You know what else I considered Steven What Some good shrimp Artichoke dip Not shrimp
2: Spinach artichoke dip <laughs> I was gonna say i never Steve. heard of shrimp artichoke hey, Steve, That's interesting uh, a little editing <laughs> You know, I'm still going to get on the classy level, but I would like some some miso soup. Oh, okay. (laughs) Steve, Jeff has just left the Major
0: editing (laughs) moment, Steve. I didn't want to mess up your train
2: of thought. Oh, no. I have no train of thought. (laughs) It's a vast vacuum, a dark hole. (laughs) Steve, get your work cut out for you.
3: No, I mean... You can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a butcher's ass, but then, no, it's
2: got to be your bull. Wow. Here's the deal.